Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. We are now into December the 1st. Oh, wait. Well, Tom Russell, you're here too. Sorry. Oh, thank you. I yeah, appreciate that. Yes, I, just, I am. But yeah, I, I just wanted to December. take over myself. And, no, that's all right. That's and, all right. And we not include you. <laughs> well, happy December to you, my young friend. Yes, and happy meteorological winter. Oh, yes. Very nice. Very nice. So meteorological winter is uh, December, January, and February. So those are the three months that we call winter, and it is finally here. Yeah, and you might be wondering, well, what's meteorological winter as opposed to astronomical winter? So astronomical winter really starts at the summer solstice. That's the darkest day of the year. So it's more driven by how the Earth's tilted towards or away from the sun. We're obviously tilted away from the sun during the winter season. So right. the the astronomical winter, which is what you're most familiar with, begins around the third week of December. Meteorological winter starts December 1st. And we like to have meteorological winter uh, in December, January, and February because it's just easier when you're talking about climate to just use three full months rather right. than starting the climate the winter climate database starting the third week of December. It's just easier for bookkeeping. That's really all it is. It really is. Uh, and also what we call the uh, the temperature lag. So yeah. as we started to turn colder, it kind of, uh, you know, it kind of hits around that just after Thanksgiving period. So it kind of fits with the, what we actually experience. So right, right. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so winter's here. What do we think winter's going to be? Well, a couple of weeks ago, we did our uh, winter weather preview, and a couple of highlights from that was that winter would hit uh, early and pretty hard, and we kind of saw that here as we got past uh, Thanksgiving weekend. We had some snow showers. We had a fairly active clipper uh, pattern for about a week or so, and then uh, we kind of see maybe a little flip-flop here moving forward. So as we go forward... What are we thinking about December here? Yeah, so I, I, you know, I'm I'm looking at a pattern where we're we're gonna flip to more warm days, less cool through at least at least the third week of December. Uh, that's right. what I'm thinking. So, um, of course, there's still game to see a pattern flip again towards the end of the month. But at least right now, even up through three weeks from now, I'm thinking we're gonna be in this overall warmer than normal wetter than normal i mean not wetter than normal but more wet than uh than we've been right and you know more, that, more that was one of the highlights frozen. of november november was very dry we were almost two inches behind as far as rainfall goes so i do think we'll be a little bit wetter as we push through and sometimes that's the trade-off of being a little bit warmer too don't you think yeah oh yeah absolutely so you know it'll be kind of interesting to see how we close out the year but at mm-hmm. least at this point, you know, I, I definitely think we could we'd see, you know, um, we could have days where we make a run at 60, I think, at yeah, times uh, throughout the month. And then you usually have a pretty big swing after that as you drop back, you know, to 40s or low 50s or, or whatever. Um, let, let's back up a second and talk about uh, some of those big influencers for winter. Uh, we talked about what we feel is going to be a moderate La Nina, and that's that uh, cooling of the Pacific that we often hear about. And what it means for us is we'll tend to be uh, slightly above average for the winter season and slightly below average snowfall-wise. That's the bigger picture. And then, Ed, you were breaking down uh, on our last podcast the uh, the NAO, or the North Atlantic Oscillation, which has to do a little bit more with what we experience in the Northeast as far as uh, winter stuff. Yeah, so when you think about El Nino and La Nina, 
you know, these, these patterns, um, can last up to six to nine months as far as a phase goes. Like you're, when you're in a La Nina phase or an El Nino phase, the North Atlantic Oscillation is a weather event and it, it you know, its phases, which come in positive and negative, right. can uh, flip on the scale of three weeks. So the NAO phase is kind of more or less a few weeks, could last a little less, last a little longer. So it's more a weather event. But at least in the short term, it can oftentimes have a more profound impact right. on um, on our weather in the short term. So you could get into a large scale pattern that is unfavorable for snow in terms of La Nina or El Nino. Right. But then you could enter a more favorable snowy pattern in the near term because of the influence of the NAO. And that so, seems like it's contradictory, but it's not. It's just more of a, a regional influence that can override that bigger pattern. Is that a, a better way to say right, it? Right, right. That's exactly that's – a, that's a great way to illustrate it. So, you know, the, the NAO is something, you know, we look at closely. You know, this – we've been in kind of a negative NAO throughout November. Um, we've gotten these constant reinforcing shots of colder air. Um, but now we're getting into a phase where it's likely going to become more positive – and we're also in a La Nina pattern, so I'm not surprised at all to see December warming up like it's about to. Right, right. So that plays into our overall feeling of uh, slightly above average uh, temperature-wise, slowly, slightly below average for, for snowfall. But at the same time, Ed's kind of making the point that we can get these swings that uh, if everything kind of comes together, you can still have a, you know, a decent cold snap or a decent snowstorm. And we do feel those will happen. We just don't think they're going to be um, that prevalent throughout the next couple of months. Correct. And, 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 you know, another good thing to take home is, you know, I think, I, I think there's a lot of misinterpretation from winter weather outlooks. You know, when, when we're talking about a La Nina pattern developing into winter, there's less of a chance that we would see a snowier than normal winter. That doesn't Correct. mean we can't see a snowier right. than normal winter in a La Nina pattern. We absolutely can. And one of the snowiest winters in recent memory that we've seen actually happened in La Nina in 1995-96. Remember the blizzard of 96. Six, right. Yeah, and that happened in a moderate La Nina. So, you know, there are exceptions to the rule, but when you're trying to create an outlook, you have to account, well, what is hap what happens most of the time? What's normal? And more often than not, we run below normal, slightly below normal in terms of uh, snowfall in a La Nina winter. Well, Ed, let's put you on the spot again because everybody wants to know, do we oh, see geez. a white Christmas? And yeah. you were just talking about being a little warmer here for the middle part of December. But I think Christmas could be in play as we kick back in some cold air, don't you? Yeah, I think by the end of the month. We have enough time, I think, to go back to a colder than normal pattern flip. And, and you know, in, in our our – winter weather outlook we were hinting at you know that in the, towards the end of december and certainly into january we may see uh definitely january more cold and snow it's really when that happens but we certainly could see that flip towards christmas it might be after the new year mm -hmm. um it's kind of a wait and see operation right now but but yeah i think there's enough time where we could see a flip back to and if you recall I think it was last December we had a nice snow uh, early in December and people were like, ooh, I can get used to this, you know, around Christmas time. Everybody yeah. likes to, to feel that. Uh, I'm just trying to look up uh, what that date was. Uh, the 17th, last year, I but, think, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was right about – yeah, it was about a week before before Christmas. So And then uh, and then we had that uh, buzzkill of a storm melt it all away Christmas Eve. <laughs> well, you always joke we went to, what, 70 on Christmas last year? 
Yeah, some some I was tracking a squall line of thunderstorms. <laughs> well, I'm looking here. Yeah, it was December the 16th. We had uh, 9.3 inches, and then uh, a little bit on the 17th, so late uh, into the overnight. So 10 inch snowfall before Christmas. Pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, very impressive. And as you know, in 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 December, it's very un, it's very rare to get very rare. a foot plus snow fall in December. Yeah, people don't realize how rare it is, uh, uh, but it is an unusual event. To, I think the threshold is like a five or six inch. Anything above that is really rare. Right, uh, right. In December. So, all right, so we got the potential for some snow. We think overall it's going to be one of those, um, you know, quieter than average seasons. But it also opens us up to the door for those messy storms where uh, we saw several times last year, too, where you get excited about snow and then it changes over. Either, either on the beginning side it's too warm or on the back side it's too warm. Do you think that'll play out again? Yeah, 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 I do. And, and we've kind of already... You know, in these types of patterns, we, we live in an area that whenever you get a storm that moves through, especially as it develops along the coast, we're close enough to the coast where oftentimes we can get that changeover, especially when you have the wind off the ocean out of the southeast. That's what makes forecasting snow around here so incredibly tricky. Right. You know, because the stronger the storm coming up from the south, the stronger the wind off the ocean, the more mild air gets pulled in. That's what happened in December of last year. Right. You know, it, but at the same time, the, the irony of that is you need that moisture to produce a big storm. So you do. You do. And usually in February, the effects of the ocean are less because it's much colder. Right. Your cold um, air is already. In yeah. So we don't you know, the mixed precipitation events are less likely later in the winter, but we can still see them, obviously. Uh, the other thing that you like to talk about is coming off of Lake Erie. We get those lake effect snow showers. Um but it really depends as you get into the season whether or not that freezes over. That didn't happen last year, so we were able to get those lake effect snow showers. Um, and it doesn't seem like this year is going to be cold enough to really freeze the lake either. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, even fresh water, it's very hard to freeze moving water. And normally there's, the water's always moving on the Great Lakes because they're so big. There's always some swell or wave moving through that keeps the water moving. So you really need not only cold air, but you need, you need relatively light winds to allow the lake to freeze over. And, you know, Lake Superior, the deepest lake, hardly ever freezes over because it's the deepest lake and it, it oftentimes in the winter will bring up warmer water to, to the surface. Whereas Lake Erie, being so shallow, is more susceptible to freezing over, but it also gets right. stirred up pretty easily. So it's very and interesting always, how that all works. I always like to take this opportunity to tell everybody what a man I mean, a man Ed Russo is because he will go and actually surf on the lake in a wetsuit. Uh, Ed, you've been out there where like ice is forming on your face, right? Yeah, oh, it's that's impressive. Yeah, it's 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 fun. You know, I'm I'm not. It doesn't hurt. I'm not cold. You, usually, people from the beach are are colder. How can <laughs> you not watching. be cold? Seriously, your your face. I mean, is after a while, you know, you'll you'll start to be like, all right, I'm getting a little cold. Probably probably time I should get out and. I, I can be in there three hours, you know. Three hours. Three in, hours. In yeah. Yeah. How, the, what, what would what would the temperature of the water actually be? Have you ever measured that? Yeah, I mean it's been right there, three thirty three, thirty four degrees. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, you know, it's it's worse in the spring as the as some of the ice is melting because you don't want to be out there dodging ice ice. We call them ice pancakes or these little floating areas of ice that are pretty circular and the way because the water moves. You. 
it yeah. shapes it shapes these ice ice formations into little almost pancakes and right. they're heavy they're sharp yeah they're sharp so, that's the yeah, other thing yeah so yeah. you know when i was up you know because i lived in south bend before i got the job here and i was surfing lake michigan all the time and during right. the, as we were coming out of the cold season we get you know these lingering ice pancakes and, and ice balls that would be floating around that you would want to you want to try hard to to avoid. Oh, so boy. that that honestly is what kind of scares me out of the water, um, because <laughs> I mean I mean the water. If I'm in a like my wetsuit six millimeter like six millimeter torso five millimeter thickness on my arms and legs, and my hood is five millimeter. My boots are seven millimeter thickness. So wow. I mean when you're in that I mean you're, you're warm okay. e- even yeah. when the water's thirty three, well, and, and the air's like ten. What I remember, the coldest thing I ever did was the uh, the polar plunge here in Harrisburg, and um, they had to actually literally break up the ice so that people could could get in could, the water right in up there. from City Island. And you know, I strip down and I rush in, I get in, I rush out, and you know, I'm like, oh, that was fun, that was crazy. And then about an hour later, as I thawed out, I'm looking, I'm like, why do my legs sting? And there were all these little tiny cuts, like you're saying, from the ice. Oh, As you geez. were running in and running out, you you got literally chopped up from these ice things. Yeah, you probably didn't even feel it because your skin was so. I was cold. numb. Yeah. Yeah. But an hour, hour and then two later, I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> I got these little cuts on me." It was amazing. Wait, so where did you jump in? That was uh, right at the north end of City Island, right by the bathhouse. Okay, yeah, that's there. that's that's where I thought it would have been. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and honestly, you know, it's. You know what's crazy about this? I can't get in water that's 65 if I don't have a wetsuit, like 60 or 65. <laughs> and I, I can't because my some people can deal with cold water, but when I get in, my lungs contract and I, I do that involuntary gasp reflex right? where you inhale because the water's so cold. And yeah. it takes me a very long time to get used to it. So I, I can actually you know, inadvertently inhale water when I get in super cold water like that. That's dangerous. Yeah. And then that's dangerous. I mean, that's, that, that's a big reason why people get into trouble. You know, it's not, they don't die from hypothermia. They, they, they die from drowning from inhaling water from the involuntary gasp reflex when they jump into water so cold. Wow. So yeah. That's and if so I'm, if I'm in a wetsuit, I'm fine, but I, like, I can't just, you know, trunk it and then jump in water that's 60 because i'll uh it, it's still impressive either way no oh, thank you um so i guess we'll keep our fingers crossed for the coming weeks and maybe a a white christmas we'll see what happens there and then uh we'll be in winter full swing over the next couple of right. weeks. right and so. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you you know right now just from a climate standpoint i would say we're probably not gonna have a white christmas but it's not anything that's really going on right now it's just statistically the right. odds are very the odds are against us here in, in, in PA. I mean, did, did you actually see that I'm going off a little different topic here, but did you see the latest, um, the updated 30 year average for uh, snowfall in central PA? They State College put out like a, a color coded contoured map. No. And so what? It, well, it it's really good at showing how this area is kind of a snow hole. When you don't, you know, because, you know, we don't get the lake effect. Oftentimes the clippers, a lot of their moisture dries out when it gets east of the mountains. True, that's true. So you can really see we're like in the shadow of that. Um, And the past two clippers, yeah, we saw snow here, but it was much lighter once it got east of the mountains, as it usually happens. Right. So it's just really good at showing that shadow in in the uh, new 30-year mean. 
Maybe you can uh, send that out on social media. We can share that with everybody. Yeah. All right, yeah. that'd be cool. Barring no All right, well, thank you for uh, catching up, my friend. Yeah, yeah, you too, Tom. Always, always good to chat. And uh, not sure who what will be on next week. It's part of the but, surprise, but uh, it'll be it'll be one <laughs> makes of it us. Interesting. Yeah, it makes it interesting. All right, Tom. Thank you, Ed. Yep, good chatting.